Hey there, welcome to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz, I'm here with Brooksy. We haven't done an episode for a little while, but we are back somewhat bigger and better than ever. Brooksy, it's great to see you on the other end of this COVID line. Yeah, it's been a long time between uh, beverages, Shanaz. For some. Since we've been doing this. What's been happening? What have you done in the last, let's say, let's say it was six weeks? <laughs> what have I been what doing? What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been... I've been working, I've been living, I've been going to football games. I've been living, baby. Going to football games, playing some music. Just what I kind of do, you know. (laughs) How big has the living been? Small, medium or large? Oh, small, unfortunately. Small living? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's it's good to go small. Yeah. How have you you been? I've been living medium. Um. I don't believe that for a second. Down the coast to see the folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, friends. Had a had a week down the down at Jerome with my mates from school. Yep. Um, yeah, which we're we're twenty years out of school, pretty much. Nine, what was it? Ninety nine. Okay. So twenty one. No, we had a yeah, we had our reunion last year. So twenty one this year. So we usually do a, a week away. We've gone north and. We've headed south the last two years. Did Berry last year and Jeroa this year. So Very yeah, good. it's always good to catch up with the old old schoolmates. But yeah, great weather. It's been great. That, hence the living medium. It has turned. I've got to say, spring is not doing uh, great things for my hay fever. <laughs> it's like it's literally uh, like clockwork. You know, it's September one. Here we go. Watch you. Yeah, the Telfast shares go up every. <laughs> September, don't they? Now, Brooksy, <laughs> yeah. today, whatever the date is, yep. I'm not sure, it's been 20 years. 15th. 15th of September. 20 years since yeah. the Olympic Games in our hometown of Sydney. Oh. What about that? Yes. That was an amazing fortnight or whatever it was. I couldn't tell you. Month? Uh, yeah, it was about a month. It felt like a year, um, <laughs> but it was it was great. Wasn't it good, Schnatz? How old were you? Uh, I was 20 years younger than what I am now. I was out of high school. Uh, I, I gotta, <laughs> Not I gotta, disclosing, disclosing age. No, no, I wasn't very old. I've got to say, uh, uh, I, I got to say, people were nice for that month. Do you remember how nice oh, people were? Everyone was, yeah. It was great. It was a great time to be alive. A great time to be 18 years old, which is what I was. Right. And um, yeah, that hence why I can't really remember whether it was two weeks or a month. It was. I remember Schnaz. I was working at uh, Big W down at Warringah Mall, and um, was saving my pennies. Like, albeit I was still going out pretty much every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And I was saving my pennies and saved my um, annual leave up so I could go large for three weeks during the Olympics. And. Let's talk a little bit leading up to it. How old <laughs> do you remember the announcement? Obviously, you know the when was to do. yeah ninety five ish. I want to say yeah, it would have been around that. I was definitely. I remember being young, like really young, and and the and the winner is Sydney, Australia. Was it announced in the middle of the night? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was over at the. It wouldn't have been over at the IOC headquarters yeah. in Zurich or Vienna or you know that part of the. European continent. Now, were you surprised that we actually got it? I don't know. I wasn't. I'm not a massive Olympian buff, mm. having although having worked on the Olympics one year. Um, that's, I, that's more I, than me. 
I don't think I was yeah, didn't win any medals unfortunately. Uh but yeah, I don't remember the process, but I remember it was out of us in China maybe like Beijing and it was it was down it was like there was some I remember there was a bit of slander in the media. I think there was some dodginess from the Chinese. Oh, but who would have thought? Um, but yeah, I think they weren't playing a clean uh, bid, um, and but we got there. Who was the premier at the time? Um, it was was it John Fay? Is that what we were talking about? Was he the premier? Yeah, was it John Fay the premier? Or was he just yeah. the Olympic guy? I can't remember. But I he don't know. unfortunately no, was... passed away this week. That we he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is That's... which is kind of eerie, I guess. It he is. Was, he was such yeah, yeah. a. Such a focal Iconic point. figure. Yeah. 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 Doing that massive jump oh, out of his chair. Was so, that was great. That was re- That is iconic, that jump. Do you reckon he knew? Do you reckon he no. was like, he's no. just ready to launch? Or that no. was like a, that I think, was an I natural think, I think that body, that body language is surprise. It's sheer surprise. Yeah. I don't think anyone's got that far out of a seat since. Like, I, I think I jumped up, I remember, for a, a Dragons game and the... And remember, um, ANZ, the chairs flipped right back up and I oh, fell yeah. down. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been a, um, a Matt Cooper line break that got me out of my chair and unfortunately onto the pavement underneath the chair straight after trying to sit back down. But, yeah, it was a great leap and it was a great time, uh, the bid and then the Olympics. Mm. Um, yeah, it just I, I think it was just a my, – my, my dad um, who – Work, he was working as a, funnily enough, a lifeguard at the Olympics. Is that right? Um, enjoyed it. Got all the merch. Got all the paraphernalia. Wait, those wait, crazy hold up, hold Kendone-like up. like shirts. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, a lifeguard. What at the swimming event or something? What? Are yeah, you he was at about? the. Yeah, he was at the swimming and the diving. He was there just in case, you know. It was a Greg Laganus like event where someone hit the board or that's unbelievable. You know who knows? But yeah, he 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 was there. I, I think he got on TV a couple of times. I have to go back through the archives. But that's huge, dude. Yeah, yeah. Old Chris, Chris was. Uh, yeah, he had all the kit and stuff. I remember him wearing it like <laughs> leaving the, at night. Like, remember the volunteers? Hey, some remember all the volunteers? And they'd wear their yeah. kit proudly, and they'd yeah. wear it after the event too, like. They'd have little reunions years later that all wear their their volunteer outfits. Oh, it was it was like a Ed Hardy shirt of two thousand schnaz. Like people were wearing them with pride. Whether <laughs> if they were on shifts, off shifts, yeah. like they were they were just you know they were just loving wearing it. And, yeah, good on them. Um, I've seen like people in parties, like fancy dress parties since. <laughs> like they're, they're hot, they're hot commodities. Those shirts, but yeah, I remember going with a mate. I only went to uh, one event. I got tickets to the baseball, and I think it was like South Africa v the Netherlands. Yeah, and uh, me and my mates had beer dispensing helmets because we were going to so many 18s that year, and we'd built like got a plastic fireman's helmet from Big W, and then got some of the pipe from one of those Cooper's homebrew kits. Couple of um, couple of hose parts, and Bob's your uncle. We had a little um, a valve for the for the at the end of it for the sipping part, and we were there, and people were getting photos with us. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> we we're wearing blue Bond singlets, like you couldn't get more like bogan if you tried. But um, it was it was awesome. It was so good. We were just sitting in the sun, just sipping back. The weather was really good. Yeah, it was so we were sort of blessed with really good um, weather. 
I, I remember that time of year. I was trying to think if I went to an event or not, and I definitely did. And it was a football match at the SFS, and it was someone pretty big. Like I think it was you know Italy versus well Italy versus Germany or something kind of cool. I can't. I should remember, but I can't. But it was yeah. full house uh, and quite the event. I, I I had a lot of fun. Aside from that, one of my memories of the Olympics is. I was recording, believe it or not, what would become my debut musical album. It took you know oh. a few years to do for some strange reason, but uh, and the guy engineering it, really great guy, he said to me, oh, "Okay, so you know, we're going pretty good. <laughs> we got to stop for the next month because I'm going out every night to an event for the Olympics." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. are you working? You doing sound or whatever?" or doing functions he's like no no me and my lady where uh, my lady and i we're just going out every night we've got a ticket to a sporting event for the next month oh well and i was like well you're really stalling my music career here but good on you and <laughs> that's one of my memories of the olympics was my album had to go on hold because this guy had to go out every night to, to experience this thing which is obviously once or twice in a lifetime you'd think uh, yeah. But good times. I remember everyone was very nice on the streets in the middle of the night. You're partying. Everyone was nice. Yeah. There was no badness. And everyone was friendly to each other, no matter what color, race, religion, etc. Yeah. So back in yeah, uh, I, in kinder times, Brooksy. Yeah, it was. I, I like it's just some of the memories of being coming back. Like I remember that Darling Harbour was like the hub of the nightlife with all the little. Mm. Um, bars and restaurants just as pop-up like nightclubs and there was there was like the moose bar which was canada there was the heineken <laughs> tent for the dutch there was i think um uh what's it called far out i've forgotten what it is pontoon um, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was like pretty massive back then that was where the americans were i think now are you so talking are getting... you talking athletes or just punters yeah it was like it was like some of the athletes were down there like letting loose um right, right, afterwards right. and like whether their games were were or their their events were completed or like I I'm pretty certain I was watching there was a there was I think it was Lithuania Australia and uh, America in the basketball Classic. and Lithuania had a really good squad mm-hmm. and they took America to the death and I was in the Moose Bar in the Canadian um, part of Darling Harbour and. I was watching this game with this other guy and we were talking about it. And the guy was about my height. I'm 6'1". <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this guy and I watched a bit of the basketball on TV that year and I was like, I recognised him but didn't know his name and, and then I was thinking about it later. It was I, I, I'm like 99% sure it was Steve Nash. Really? And I was like bantering with him about the Australia, the America Lithuania game. Like I'd had about a thousand schooners. I think I had five hundred of them, like in the Moose Bar, and we were there drinking beers, watching this iconic game of a Sydney Olympics basketball tournament. Now, since then, you've become even more of a basketball uh, genius, king of knowledge about everything to do with b-ball. <laughs> In hindsight, now looking back, do you think it was him? Because you know, oh, no, Steve Nash I, now. No, like closer to that time it was, but you know when you're sort of it's like uh, 20, 20 years now, it's sort of like the memories are foggy. But I was adamant at the time, and shortly after, 
and it was Steve Nash. And I was, but I was. Just, I mean, the internet like, I didn't was around. Him. The internet was, was around then, Brooks. You didn't just go Google him. I remember, I remember seeing him afterwards. Like I think it was in, in the NBA, and you know when you sort of see, you see stars and you recognise them in the street, and then there was a few like close ups of him in the next season, and I was like, it's him, it's yeah, him, it's okay. Him. So like it, I just I had that memory, but like yeah, like I said, that's uh, pretty a lot cool. Of like were had given the fact yeah. that you love basketball so much, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it just it, like it's a memory that I don't think about all the time, but it sort of comes back when talking about the Sydney Olympics. And I don't know how long ago the last time I thought about it was, but yeah, it was it was a pretty funny moment. And like in hindsight, just going, oh, I could have said so much to him. I probably said. <laughs> so much to him. I just don't know. But uh, Is there a yeah, chance that just, uh, you were partying too hard and you just imagined it all? Imagine in there, there is a chance, and that's the 1% yeah, okay. um, that I'm allowing for in yeah. this, uh, <laughs> this prediction. But, yeah, it, I, um, I definitely, like, I'm, I'm like, I feel certain that it was him, and I just wish I said more things to him. Now, but yeah, it was, we, it was a funny moment. We got out of the Olympics a new stadium, yeah. stadium precinct, yeah. some arenas. We got to play in it before everyone else in 99. We did. We did. Manly and Newcastle. Didn't they open it? Uh, don't With know. the Dragons me, and Para? You put me on, on notice yeah, here. I would think I was at that double Question hunting, without yeah. notice. Uh, Biggest but, crowd and... Yeah, there was and a giant such. crowd of like 108,000 or something. Yeah, with those weird... You remember the wings? <laughs> I remember the wings. God, I, I just... I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I think it's good that they covered them up. Like, you yeah. know, sealed it off to yeah. add a bit of atmosphere. But these things were like... <laughs> were like launching pads for Nitro Circus or something. You think of... And they had the, but that, and then in the Olympics, I had that. That was where the torch was. Remember, it went up yes. one of the wings, the northern wing or something. So on yeah. the on the torch, yeah. Brooksy. Yeah, I'm not sure when it was in time. I'm sure one of our listeners can let us know. But the torch went through, went across Australia, right? People yeah. had, a, had a relay, like celebrities mostly. I think punters could join in every now and then. Guess who ran the local? Part of the local branch of where I'm from in the Sutherland Shire. Have a guess who it was. Et. Yes, it was. He probably tried to um, uh, uh, hook uh, up uh, with uh, the torch's uh, wife as well, Schnaz. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm look, just come joking. On. Come on, I'm just joking. Shire legend, fishing buff, Andrew Eddinghausen. It was exciting. Yeah, because of how great Et was, not because it was the Olympic flame. Yeah. Any other memories? You could imagine him like, you know, the, the right arm would be going like he's running style, like holding yeah. the ball. Yeah. So did he, was he, was he fake palming people like with the, with I got the a feeling like, he would have done it once or twice. Yeah. Brooksy, before, before we move on to the NRL, is there any more mm. you would like to say about the Olympics? Memories, moments, anything else? I think my favorite memories were. We won. I think it was our best ever Olympics. It was it was a gold rush for Australia. It was. Um, we did really well. Uh, yeah, I I just remember we killed it in the pool. Kathy, obviously. Oh. Um, who else was? Who else won golds for us that year? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who should have won a gold, and that is the uh, Thorpey. Thorpey would have won a million. 
the band Midnight Oil for their political stance um, dedicated to our Indigenous people of this great yeah. country. I thought that was remarkable, the uh, the attire and the song that they chose to play. But anyway, that's just my little rant on politics for now, Brooksy. There might, might be more later on. Let's move on yeah, to the well, NRL. Yeah, well, it's good. Like, yeah. Oh, NRL, I, had some, I found some gold medalists. You did? Okay. I was going to go through a few. Susie. Susie O'Neill won yes. the 200 free. Our Susie. We had the, the 4 by 200 men's. Is that where we the, smashed the guitars? The, I don't when know. the Gary Hall Jr. Um, had a go at the, at the boys and they started doing the guitar thing. Oh, okay. I think that, that might have been it. Grant Hackett won the 1500 Classic. after taking. Yeah, Grant Hackett. What a, he's, a, he's, a sto- he's a podcast in itself. Ian Thorpe, we had Michael Diamond won the shooting. Yeah, the shooting. That's right. That was a, became a national pastime shooting. Great stuff. That the Madison. Remember that site? Everyone was like, are en- engrossed in the Madison cycling. The two man. It was like a. It was like a relay sort of thing with heaps is, of teams on the track. This is where I gently start walking backwards in the room, away from everyone. Oh, I remember everyone this, was all you know cycling. Hey, come on. Come on, man. It was yeah, because I remember Madison Avenue was a huge hit back in nineteen ninety nine with <laughs> Don't was. Call Me Baby. It was, and then the Madison team dominated two thousand. It was all everything was coming up Madison and all, uh, late nineties, early two thousand. Don't forget all of our hearts broke for the lady who went from a walker to a runner in the space of one oh, second. Oh, what was it? what was her name again? Um, I don't know. Savile, yeah, Jane Savile. Yeah, yeah, she got the silver. Heartbreaking um, stuff, Brooks. Yeah, and we had Simon Fair. Weather, the up. Oh, he yeah. was he was pretty good. Um, now we see Sean's nickel clockstad emulate Simon in his post post try celebrations, which is a great throwback. Um, we had Tatiana Grigorieva got silver in the pole vault, jumping oh, yeah. to Rima in the long jump. Oh, so, yeah, I remember, was, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Per, see, uh, Perkins got the silver in the. We went we went gold silver. Kieran in the fifteen hundred. But yeah, there's, you go through the names. The Woody's got a silver in the doubles. Good on them. Yeah, there's there's so many, so many little uh, the Coxless pairs. Excuse me. Got bronze, and yeah, it's just it's a good little, uh, good little um, reminisce if you go onto that Wikipedia page of Australia at the 20, 2000 Summer Olympics. There you go. There's my source. Twenty um, years ago, Brooksy. Twenty years ago. But let, let's go. Let's jump. 20 years. Please. Sorry, mate. Took you on a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to 15th of September, 2020. What round are we in, Schnaz? Round 19. Entering 19, yeah. Can Two you believe we got here? Not really, no. Given what we thought might happen in society and and uh, sickness, I, I no, I can't believe we got here. No massive breaches. We had Tavita Pangai. We had, uh, Is that the only real one that we've had? We had, we had, we had Nathan Cleary whining and dining ladies every night of the week. Oh yeah, yeah, but that was during like the the, oh, hot, okay, sure. the hot period. But like since we've been up and running, sure, yeah. I was like, I, I was pretty pessimistic. I thought there'd be people on like have two or three week injuries. <laughs> that like, oh, he's done a done a Cinders Moses or whatever Mitchell Moses or whatever it's called, and um, he'll be out two to three weeks. But it looks like we've gone through. Pretty unscathed, but yeah. yeah, I yeah. Now we're here. There's no stopping us now. Wouldn't have it's, thought so. We're two weeks from finals. The top eight's locked in. It is. How does it how, feel, how, to, um, how does it feel to miss out again on the finals? Huh. 
getting used to it, Shaz. I'm an old Steelers fan. You, you gotta, you gotta remember that when you ask those sort of questions. We, yeah. we, you, we were very much down the bottom of the ladder, so we're used to it. The Dragons fans, however, oh. they uh, they expect greatness every year. Um, so they're the the St George half of the merger. They're um, you know, they're already baying for Dean Young's blood because he's talked about going to the Cowboys. I, I like because the way he he's, the job. I like the way he's handling himself. I really do. I think that his press conferences are really honest and, and revealing and uh, I I think good on him. If he's not gonna be looked after at the club he's been at for a hundred thousand million years, then good on him. Go somewhere yeah. else. I like how he's got the Jurgen Klopp look with the hat and the beard <laughs> and like Jurgen's got the hat and the glasses and well, he's good, just, I, good role model. I don't know. Yeah, and I look. I with the Griffin signing, um, it's interesting, and hopefully you can tap a bit of the junior base that we've got yep. going forward. Um, not needing to pay overs for some positions, which is what we've done over the past few years to build up that roster. So yeah, look, it's sad to sad to miss the final schnaz. Getting used to it, but um, <laughs> oh, it's only been two years, right? We made it in twenty eighteen. We had Did a you? pretty good run there. Yeah, we knocked off the Bronx. That's in week right, one yeah. up and wasn't that your favorite game ever? You made some declaration. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was so good. It was my first NRL game up at Suncorp as a fan. Like I'd done the NRLW game before, mm. and then um, sat sideline with Hannah um, and Andy Raymond, and it was just like two, two so good. People. It was great. Were you high fiving Hannah? Oh, I was just giggling. Like I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, sort of. There was a bit of like, you know, low fives and stuff because there was so many Broncos fans behind me. Oh, and I didn't man. want to alienate them. They're a mean, um, they're a mean bunch. The Broncos fans. Hello to all yeah. our Broncos fans, by the way. Well, like, do you, we should we talk about like with the eight set? Yeah, so let's we let's talk do about a, uh, the teams that didn't make the eight, or should we? What do you want to do? Shaz? Let's let's start with the top eight very briefly because we're going to do we're going to concentrate yeah. on them in the future. But let's do a very, you know, f- fast enough kind of top eight talk. Yep. Pretty much pretenders, contenders, as which, which we've done in the past. Yeah. And I've got the ladder in front of me, Brooksy. Oh, look at you, prepping. Panthers. That's awesome. Well C- done. Hey, you Panthers. know what? I've got it too. Contenders. <laughs> they, they, they win this week. They clinch a minor premiership. They're third. And, and as we know, Schnaz... The last two, they went on to win. Sure did. The Premiership, the Grand Final, the Big Cheese, the Super Bowl. Here's my, it's exciting times, isn't here's, it? Here's yeah. my, I'll start with the negatives. Here's my concerns. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've had not the hardest run into the finals. Yeah. Now, I say that with complete respect because they're absolutely annihilating everyone that they come in into contact with like they're they're brilliant they're great to watch they're fun they're young it's 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 a wonderful ride they're on i wonder what happens though when they play the chooks or the storm are they going to be ready yeah. for them? because because those two teams which we'll get to are in a groove now that they're very familiar with and they're very hard teams to beat at any time of year let alone finals like yeah. the Storm and the Roosters, you know, the last 10 years, they've been in a whole bunch of grand finals themselves. So that's my concern with Penrith. But it's only, it's the, probably probably the only negative I can find. Like, what else can you say? They, they're absolutely destroying people. 
Oh, no, that's the thing. I thought about it. They've been rolling through teams, like absolutely rolling through them. Like Parramatta was the one that we were looking ahead last week and we were going to go, all right, this is where the streak probably, you know, may take a turn for the worst. Mm. They were so good. Like the Paras defense was very good, but Penrith was so good at controlling that game. Mm -hmm. And I remember from the first time they played their only other lot, their only loss this season, and it was built on. Parramatta's strength in the middle yeah, and controlling that battle. But Parramatta have lost so much of that in yeah, the last few months. Yeah. And But the Panthers looked really good. Um, I think Cleary's, Cleary can really control um, the back end of sets. That was something I think he struggled with in previous seasons. This year, he's just taken it to another level. Oh, it's, remarkable. Like, remarkable. it's like what the Storm have done in previous years and, and, and the Roosters to a certain extent with... Um, when they had Kiri and Kronk as their halves in the premiership years, but they just really knew if they weren't going to get a try out of a situation, they were going to get a repeat set. If they weren't going to get a repeat set, they're pinning that team on the line. They're not making any errors. They're just really, if you're going to get the ball, you're getting it on the one. Yeah. You're not, you're going to have to get 99 metres down the field to win this field position. And the Panthers have been really good at that, Chnaz, and they did it really well last week. Quick question. Week yeah. three, say they win week one. Week three, are they playing somewhere neutral or not in this Philanders era, era we're living in? Oh, I think it might be. I think it might be Penrith. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm not too sure about this. That... They've been really going week to week on stuff. Yeah. Oh, not week to week, but every two weeks yeah. announcing venues and I stuff. I just wonder how but they're going to handle that because if they move it I, to. ANZ, I mean, it's not... Oh, Bankwest, ANZ, it's not much of a change for them. I'm just wondering, you do take them out of that comfort zone a little bit, though. But look, they're in the... It's theirs to lose in a a strange way, given the role they're on. And they're going to be top two, probably first. So... They're definitely top two, Shane. They're seven points points ahead. They win this week, they're they're minor premiers. They're going to... We're going to assume they're going to win one of the two games. So... Uh, it's all it's, it's there for them to lose. So definite contenders. Sorry, that was a bit too long. Melbourne Storm for me, Brooksy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Massive contenders coming home really nicely. We think it might be Cam Smith last year. We're not sure. And guys coming back from injury. Yeah. Humming along really, really nicely. And even their backup guys have gone pretty good as well. I think they're going to be there on grand final day. Yeah, it's a, a, it really. I think it really depends. Like if it, you've got Pan, like Panthers are likely to play either the Eels or the Raiders. You'd think one v four. That's all going to come down to how if the Eels can hold on and win their last two games with yeah. the Raiders only two points behind, but they've got a better for and against. So if the Raiders win out and the Eels drop one, it's likely that the Raiders will go through to fourth. Uh, that's interesting. I I think Eels is great. Panthers. You know, I think they can take care of the Eels week one, but the Raiders might be a different yeah. a different kettle of fish. That could yeah. be an in, interesting one for people that um, might see the Raiders as a, as a bit of an outsider. They could they probably prefer to go that path than go through and go through to third and go to the against the Storm. Um, so I think Raiders could be a good, nice, cheeky bet right now Ooh. to get through to the grand final. Good odds. 
because if they knock over the Panthers, they will have a home final down in Canberra. And who knows what's going to happen with crowds and, you know, mm. the ACT government might be like, <laughs> oh, well, like we've had a really good week. Let's get 15,000 people in that stadium or 10,000 people in that stadium for yeah. one week, you know, one because week the grand only, final yeah. won't be there. Yeah. It might be a one-night-only performance. Yeah. And, you know, the ACT government might do it because they want their team in the grand final. So who knows? Could, that's a bit of a, a conspiracy theory, but yeah, Raiders. I like, like I said, they were probably a one B tier team. Mm. But if they can, if they can get through the Panthers, undefeated, leading into the finals, a lot of pressure. Raiders, pretty physical team. All right, now could throw something to them. The thing with the Panthers too, Shaz, I just yep. want to go through their experience in terms of uh, premierships and uh, finals experience. Is a bit low. This like is you've what got Tamo and Coruscant as grand final as well. winners. I was kind of hinting yeah. at that as well, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they're. I guess you could say some of their stars that um, have played so well this year aren't proven in the finals, and that's that's something that they're going to have to you know step up another level yeah. to play these. <laughs> the, the, well, imagine if they have Raiders and then they have the Rabbitohs, and then they have a Storm or Roosters. That's a tough run. A large part of me, Brooksy, thinks that that's really, really important, like experience mm. and, and being, you know. But there's a part of me that sort of shrugs and goes, you know what? These kids are so brash and, more importantly, so yeah. talented yeah. that it just may not matter this year. Yeah. Like, I'm sure every, no. like every game that's been played doesn't matter. The yeah. young beats the old, I'm sure, you know, every now and then. So I don't... Yeah. I'm not overly concerned. I think it is a factor, but it's just how they handle it, obviously. What what do you It's gonna come down to how banged up the Storm, Roosters, Raiders are sure. when they do play in the prelims and the yeah. GF, right? Good point. Like yeah. if Corner continues to have issues, Kiri continues to have issues, Sonny Bill's just playing like fifteen, twenty minutes still. Like I'm sure he'll be up and about by by oh is Sonny Bill actually playing finals? I think he's do allowed to. Yeah, he's allowed to. Yeah. Well, so, you know, these guys that have had injuries along the way, and we're seeing, like, the Knights rested Ponga and a couple of other players on the week weekend. Like, if they kind of go in banged up and they have some tough games, like that Storm Roosters game, week one, you can imagine mm. that being pretty fiery. They've had some big games already this year. Yeah. And they'll want to go at it again. So, now, you mentioned the Roosters yeah. just now. On yeah. one of our last episodes, you pretty much told me they were going to get the wooden spoon, and they didn't. Oh, no. Yeah. And they're coming home very strong. I really like the look yeah. of them. I feel like they can go all the way. I feel like they probably will go all the way, is my little bold wow. prediction. Not that bold. Not that bold. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the Roosters now? Oh, definitely they've improved since we last chat. And they were in a period where there was a lot of injuries and – you know, there, there was the Sunny Bill chat. Is he fit? Is he is he gonna is he gonna provide enough for them, particularly with players being out? Will he be good fill for Cordner if he um if he if he if Cordner's not fit? We've seen, we've seen Sunny play in the middle, but yeah, the other guys that have come, the backs is where it's at, right? You know, it's like you got Teddy firing. Huh. I, I had some brilliant individual performances over the last month. Um, you've had Keery and, and Flanagan, Flanagan in particular, who's played well since coming back into the side after being dropped. So, yeah, Robbo, Robbo has a long-term plan, and it, it 
can tell that it's all coming back at the right time. And I was probably a little foolish to think that they might not get there. My, but my, but my theory is still like three straight years of grand finals. Can they, can they get through a tough final series? Like they got to win week one, Shaz. I think. Like okay. they just, I think by the time if they lose to the Storm, right up at the sunny coast or wherever they're going to play that game, probably you know, it'll probably be Suncorp, right? Then they're likely to have you know the Rabbitohs or the Knights, which is another another probably another fiery game. Could be the and Sharks. And then they'll play the Panthers. So like if they're going to play three games, they're going to, yeah, it could be Sharks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. It, it, I think they're going to be in a position where it's the, playing three finals games is going to be really tough. And the low of 18 and 19 on top of that is going to be really for them to go three straight. But yeah, if they can win that first game and rest up, God, they're, they're, they're going to be in a nice position. The Parramatta Eels are uh, treading water very badly. <laughs> and are we putting a line through them? Are we... Saying no, let's see what happens in the finals. What are we doing? Oh, like off the current form, Schnaz, you would, wouldn't you? You don't. You would, I yeah. don't think. I don't think they get in the top four in the in the last two weeks if they keep playing the way they are. Yeah, there was some. There was some highlights during the Panthers' loss, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, they I, they they were pretty good losing team. I was impressed with yeah. the defense and. The first half in particular, they handle themselves pretty well. Penrith are on that role where they can win the game whenever they needed to, and they did that. But I thought Parramatta had improved a lot. The problem for them is they've lost you know, the games that they probably shouldn't have and yeah. uh, a few injuries there now as well. So now's not the time where you want to be going down, you want to be going up. So unless there's yeah. some miraculous comeback... They might have to wait another year, but I don't, I'm not going to put a line completely through them. They've had a really yeah. good season, but I don't think at the moment they're even close to the other top three teams we're talking about. They're going to have to finish fourth. Guys. Yeah. They can't be fifth and expect to win after what's happened. We've seen teams in the past just fade at the end of the season after hot starts yeah. and then just get bounced in the finals. Like, yeah. you need the momentum. You need, like, it's funny because, you know, we're talking Penrith and it's like some people are like, oh, it'd be good if they lost one leading in. Mm. You know, just because they can feel that sort of... What are your thoughts on that? that? that no, I don't, I don't agree. You just you just you just take it as I get the old adage: the one game at a time. Doesn't matter if you've won the last one or won the last thirteen. Yeah. You just got to you just keep winning. It doesn't because, matter if you've really lost. Only, it. It's only going to matter if they lose week three it's, or the grand final. Yeah, I think if you lose one, you sort it sort of puts doubts in your head as to your your performance and yeah. and where you actually sit. If you keep winning, like the I guess the feeling of you know, confidence and stuff, like, you know, and, and pride in your team, yeah. I, I think outweighs the fact of having a, a tripping up for one week. Do you think you it know, was, I don't think there's much benefit of tripping up. Right? an old crabby media personality that came up with the, the term, oh, you got to, you got to lose but one, but, a, you know. Like, it's a hot, it's a take. It's a, it's a, nah. it's probably an unpopular take, you know, like, I think that's it. Like, because the yeah, way, the, well way you, the way you described it was just so, in all honesty, very intelligent. Whereas then you have someone go, no, no, that's good for him to lose one. I look at the Sharks in 2016. You know, they lost one or two or three and they came back. 
Well, yeah, they did, yeah. but uh, I, the way Penrith are going now, shorter season, we're almost there at the finals. You, you probably don't want to lose one now. I think it's a fan take. It's like I'd, oh, I'd prefer to lose one because I know it's all going to come down. Some like, It would be interesting to hear from Penrith fans like what they would want. And I reckon you might hear a few Penrith fans go, oh, it would be good to, to, um, to lose one or rest a few players in the last few games. Like they sort of want to mix it up. That's they a different story. Care, Rest, know, resting but, players is a different story that I can go along with. No, not necessarily. Like I think. No, I think that's a uh, good thing. This, like, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with resting someone, but the notion of trying to lose, not try to lose, but losing a game, and being okay with it, that's a different story. I think young guys would not like to rest during this period. I think they just want to keep playing the hand and letting it ride and go. Look, we're confident enough. I think the worst thing to do with a team like Penrith is to rest players because they are riding away the success. I'm, I'm talking, take I'm that talking, away, I'm talking one, two, three. I'm not talking like a whole bunch. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that that could be detrimental with a team that the Panthers yeah. are putting out each week. I yeah. think, like, barring injuries and suspensions, you've got to, right? But if you're just mixing it up for the sake of it because you might get an injury in the last two weeks, I don't know. I think I think Ivan and Trent and Peter Wallace and whoever makes the decisions with the team there have just got to go. We put the best seventeen out for the next four weeks, and we're gonna we're gonna create some history here. And in in a year that's been shit house for everyone, mm-hmm. like I remember speaking to some Penrith people where the the Lee's club was like totally shut down. That would be the biggest hub for that area in terms of economics and whatnot. Yeah, and for that. To hear that story in March and to see this club now doing what they're doing, I think it's like we can't – we just got to keep rolling and ride yeah. our hand. Oh, look, their, their draw is not too bad. They've got, got Cowboys yeah. and who? Someone else who's winnable, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. Is it um, – no, I can't remember. I think it's uh, – wait, who are you? Wait, found it. It is the Bulldogs. There you go. So winnable so, games. So, yeah, definitely winnable games. Um, so, but yeah. We spoke a bit about the Raiders. Why don't we, Brooksy, yeah. why don't we come back to the bottom four of the eight in the next episode? Let's yeah, jump down good, to mate. dudes that have missed out. So in yep. ninth place, and we're going to say they're going to stay there forevermore, West Tigers. Give me, <laughs> yeah. give me a pro and give me a con about their season. Uh, the pro is Harry Grant. The con is oh. he's going back to Melbourne. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Nailed I, it. I, I think um, it, that is sort of a. I think that sort of oh, brutal outlines the Tigers, right? Brutal. Like that that deal, like, and the Storm have just seen them coming a mile away. <laughs> this has been a great opportunity to give Harry some yeah. get, to have a look at Harry, right, yeah. and see what sort of a player he was. They wouldn't have been able to do this. No yeah. Sunny Coast Falcons, no. no East Tigers. So they've gone. You guys want to hook up. Oh, Jacob Little's injured. You're not sure about Josh Reynolds as your nine. Billy Walters is a bit of a utility. Have Harry for a seat. We'll take Paul Momorowski. We need an outside back. <laughs> and they've got a good, what, 18 games out of Harry. Or oh, not 18, probably 15 games out of Harry because he had a bit of an injury yeah. setback with his knee. He's been remarkable. But the Storm now have a great idea about who he is. And Paul Momorowski is going to come back. And they've already got... Joey Lailua, 
And uh, Adam Dewey's been great. And Offaluma's had an amazing season. Yeah. Uh, they're looking to get Otto Carr from the store. Yeah, maybe Tamar um, as well from the Panthers. Yeah. Who knows what deal that could what could unfold there? Because I think the Storm are looking at a lot, uh, like some uh, similar like for like person to come back so they can release at a car early. His name's Harry Grant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, now remember they were cheering Harry, Harry, and like uh, that game against the Broncos. I think it was where he absolutely I, tore I them apart. I don't always fall for these, you know, media friendly next big thing players but harry yeah. is the real deal and i i'm a big fan of watching him play i love the way he plays yeah and you totally got it right pros and cons right there i think for but, me a bit yeah, of the, not for luma was a good one he's, too. And, he's and a Luciano great Leilua, they've been great great um players this year luch coming from the drags he's obviously done well no for um, luma i would love to see i would pros. love to see him and if you're a Tigers fan, turn off right now. But I would love to see him play for a Melbourne Storm or someone. <laughs> he would be, I mean, he's already, you know, leading the try scoring, but he would be in rep teams and he would be yeah. spoken of a lot higher because he's a really good player. Obviously a good finisher yeah. as well. I've got to say, I'm not convinced about Maguire's reign there. I, I, I think he's a good coach <laughs> and I think he's got it in him, obviously. We've seen him do it, but... It just doesn't seem to click his, uh, you know, aggressive way of coaching with that club. Yeah, I I think he's got to he's got to know that when he made the decision to coach the Tigers, that there was a few interesting deals there and a few, I guess, the squad as well. It was a bit bit of this and a bit of that. There wasn't yeah. really much across the board. He's tried to bring the best out of some of those enigmas, I guess. Like, I think Luke Brooks has shown a little bit, but yeah, been talking about someone that had massive hype and stuff. We look back on his career. Ugh. I don't think he's played finals football yet, Schnaps. And he's yeah, like, you know, it feels like he's a 10-year veteran. And yeah. I remember when we were first talking, uh, starting this podcast, we talked about the, uh, the Tigers board having Teddy... Moses, Brooks, and Woods all coming off contract the same year, and they ended up with Luke Brooks. Yeah. And well, that, was, that that has had a ripple effect in terms of where the Tigers are now. Like You see Teddy going on to win premierships at the Roosters and, and basically get the title of the world's best player. Yeah. Mitch Moses having an amazing 2019 last year. He's been down a bit this year. Probably the injury has played a part in that. And then even like Aaron Woods has had a all right career at the Dogs and Cronulla. Like he's, he hasn't been the player that he's been touted. He's not, he's not in the big four. No, no, no. Financially wise. I'm not saying that that's a massive loss, but um, to have like the four up and coming stars all off contract on the same year, like I guess the board's complicit in this situation that managers had to, yeah. Had to try and dig out like not another ninth match, not another, and, and they're there again. Like, yeah, that's that's my issue. For all the big talk, and and we're going to get them going and bring through some other kids, and we're going to sign some players. It's like you're still in ninth. They're the, the like they're the epitome of the average team because yeah. they keep falling in the average part of the table, and like. There's teams in the US, there's theories in the US that's like you'd rather bust, 
obviously we don't have the draft, but the Tigers may as well just clean out mm. and start again and, and, and not miss out on signing the juniors like Ado Carr and Pappenhausen and Teddy and all these guys that they've lost along the way. Pappenhausen. Like they've got to, they've got to like give these young guys a run before a team like, like the Roosters in Melbourne, like and the teams that have like the, snafu'd these guys. The like legend, the legend has it that Pappenhausen was offered to all the clubs from Melbourne, and everyone said no, including the West Tigers, who knew yeah. what he was about. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's it's unbelievable. Like I just don't. I think, and look, this is a this is a podcast in itself. Shana is talking about the West Tigers, but right. um, seven wins, eleven losses. They've had some close wins. They've had some close losses, mm. and I think you know you look at that gap now, six points. Like they were there, they were there thereabouts. Mm. They're just they're back to the drawing board again. And it's, right. should we re-sign Benji? Should we let him go? <laughs> There's talk of letting him go. So the Tigers fans. Are like let's start um, uh, start a petition and get Benji back for twenty twenty one. It's like, what do you want, honestly? Like he's a great player, mm. but do you want change? Do you want a new era, or do you want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again? Mm. Wise it's words, tough, words. man. Wise words. And then you got the you got the Seagulls, and and then you look at the teams at Seagulls, Warriors, mm. and Titans, man. Like that. So what all. Th- all three teams, I think, under the circumstances yeah. should probably be. I, I don't want to say manly happy, but the way the Warriors no, so, and the Titans have finished. So let's look at those three teams. Manly, yeah. quite obviously affected by injury, and yeah. it is an excuse. It doesn't mean that as a fan you can be okay with it. Like maybe they need to look into managing guys better. Maybe they need to look at players who aren't as injured. I don't know. But the yeah. fact is. With one particular player in in mind, but injuries yeah. generally have cost them a top eight spot. They would have been pretty competitive, so I don't think that there's any huge dramas at Manly. I think I think that you we've seen the last three years, Schnaz. It's it's one player. It's yeah. Tommy Trebojevic. If yeah. he's healthy, they're a top eight side. If he's not, they're yeah. not a top eight side. The yeah. record yeah. the records just show how influential he is on that team. We seen games earlier in the year. I remember the Bulldogs one in particular. We just absolutely controlled that game. Yeah. So there's you, you, there's a highlight reel of Manly fullbacks doing like stuff throughout the season where they've given up tries or knocked yeah. the ball on yeah. in crucial times. Well, he's hard. He's to so replace. important to that team. Yeah. Yeah. He is hard. He is very hard to replace. You, but they've stacked all their, they've stacked a lot of money in him. In Jake, in Dally. So if anything happens to those players, yeah, yeah. and as we've seen the last yeah. few years, their depth is very thin. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you can't be happy about it, but it's just yeah. it's it's a fact. That's you know that's what's going to happen. So Fanua Blake's been injured. He's been in and out of the side. We've seen Joel Thompson, Curtis Sirinan's been yeah. playing through injuries. So was out. We've for had last Dylan month. Walker. Yeah, yeah, they've Moses had a lot of Suli, injuries. Moses Suli was out for the season. I think for them to be you know where they are, it's. It's good in a sense with the players that they've had yeah. on the field, yeah. but probably not good leading into the season thinking that they could, you know, they had a surprising 2019. They probably wanted to build on that even more and have a full season with Tommy, and unfortunately that hasn't happened. Now, Brooksy, don't freak out, but we're going to accelerate yeah. just a little bit. 
So yeah. Warriors, we all agree. Yes. The people, you're like you're, you're a member, the people's team. Remember 2133-98-8. <laughs> That's you. Yep. Everyone yep. loves the, well, I don't know if I love them, but I like them, the Warriors. Well done to them. I saw them play on the weekend. They were very good. Uh, yep. They can only improve on what's happened, depending on what happens next year. Hopefully they get to go home. But who knows what's going to happen? We, we just don't know. Yeah. It's just speculation. But they're going to yeah. have a new coach. They're going to have a new football genius guy behind them, the old Buddy Garrity. <laughs> the Brown and Gould era. Yeah, Buddy Garrity's making a comeback. Coach Taylor and Buddy Garrity yeah. going over to New yeah. Zealand. So I think that over the next few years at least, there should be some some improvement there and hopefully uh, they can yeah, they can get them back to where they belong. The Warriors belong in a healthy position on our ladder. That's We all sort of think that. The Titans for me... I don't want to go off too early, Brooks, but I feel like the Titans could oh, be here a, we go. A, a very much improved prospect next year. The coach is starting to really lay his mark on the team. We've seen guys like AJ improve under him. We've seen Fogarty, who, who's going to stop the rain? Like, who's going to stop Fogarty? Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. He's on about oh. a three-buck contract. And he's the captain. I think that's wonderful. And they've obviously bought some high-profile forwards as well. So I think they're going to be, and it's probably a very obvious statement, but they'll be a very much improved team. Yeah, they've been they've been good, man. Like, and it's I, I think you touched on it with Brinson. Like, I think when he came into the team after um, he had like a fracture in his back or something earlier in the year, so he didn't play much at the start of the year. As soon as mm. he came in and solidified that fullback spot. Mm. Defend, Schnaz, you have to. I, I don't know. I've I've done quite a few Titans games, mm, and me too. His defense is amazing at fullback. Like you see yeah. the amount of ground he covers, and he puts his body on the line and gets into really good positions. Like this is the thing. I like you look at Matt Dufty, and his attacks are really good, but he won't put himself in a position in defense. Like if they get through the line, yeah. The Dragons' defensive line. There's a good chance you're going to score. AJ is a totally different story. Mm. Once you get through the Titans' back line, you've still got one of their best defenders to contend with, and that's where you, if you watch in the next few weeks, I want you to have a look at Brimson when the other team makes a line break, or you know, they stop so many tries on the line, and it's because Brimson's involved. I think you've forgotten. He gets what into I, position. What I do for a living, Brooks. Yeah, I know. I know. And I just want you to... This is just an added duty to your job. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's my duty. Um, <laughs> even guys yeah, like, I, I guys like Tyrone Peachy have improved under the new coach, playing yeah. a more traditional position for him. And I do think that when the next season rolls around, as long as they're all in good health, I think they're going to have a, a decent squad. Like, they, they won't be... Well, they're not easy yeah. beats now, but they won't be the easy beats that they were, that's for sure. Uh but yep. we, we move on to a very famous club in the 13th position. That is the mighty St. George Illawarra <laughs> Dragons, Steelers. Uh, they have a new coach for next year. And yep. that will be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you look like, you even just look at the ladder, Shaz, and you see the teams around us. Like the Titans have one more win, but we've got 100 odd points, better points difference than them. Like, right. we have lost some close games. Like, our game against you guys mm. was massive. Mm. 
We lost that. We lost the Cowboys. We lost to the Titans. We nearly lost to the Broncos. We've had a really good run to finish the season. And that's that's the thing for me that we didn't show any top eight credentials in those last five weeks. Yeah. We we dropped like we we should have beaten them all, all those teams. I think we should have beaten the Sharkies at the time. I think you guys had some injuries and you just got a lot more out of those players. We had Paul Vaughan suspended. Oh, there's a COVID breach. Yeah. We had, a, we had Paul Bennett. Vaughan for two weeks Wayne and he Bennett. got done for a crusher t- uh, tackle. Yep, Wayne Bennett. Yep. Um, we got... We, but we had our... We had what are you, what are you the trying to tell of me, our Brooks? stars there. What are you trying no, to tell I'm me? saying that they... they Massively underachieved, okay. and even with the even with the coaching change, the players didn't really step up. Like they had an opportunity to step up and show. They're pretty good. What they got his last game. That was interesting against Para. Against Para, but with same Para's no, but they actually played. A... They played really good. Yeah, yeah, they they did, and I think I just don't think they're. Their finals material this year. They have the roster to play finals, but I think the the mentality, the mentality there has been uh, now, like has been below average. You're losing Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, your captain, We're, and probably yeah. oh, is he your best player? Probably is. He he's he's no. I think Cameron McInnes is our best player okay. from what he provides. But yeah, he's definitely top three. Let's so let's put it. What's that. happening next year? Just young guys coming through, or? Well, that's we haven't signed anyone for next year, Schnaz. Ramsey. There's been a few. There's been a few recent. Yeah. Well, I think there has been there has been a rumored trade that Manly will get Jason Saab, and the Dragons will get back Ruben Gary. Oh, Brooks. So we've got come true, which is great because he probably wouldn't have got a run over the last two years at the Dragons and Manly, like the Harry Grant thing. Why would Manly do that? I think well, there's just he might want to go back to uh, the South Coast, mate. He grew up down there, so who knows? Who knows? And um, can I ask you a controversial yeah, question? Yeah, you and Aitken's going to the Warriors. Good for him. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about the DeBellin signing, mate? I I don't know what to say. Serious about question. That. Um, I don't don't like it. Right. I no, he's. This has dragged on way too long. Um, they've supported him. Um, I don't think he should like he's training with them and stuff. And this did, is did they sign him. Did they sign him because someone else wanted him? Well, Brownie wanted to take him to the Warriors. And right. Brown, I remember listening before Nathan Brown got the job at the Warriors on Triple M on Saturdays when I was heading into work. I'd listen to the show. Brownie was on it. Yeah. He was saying that Bellin is the best player at the Dragons, and they need to do everything they can to re-sign him. Right. And so when Brownie got the job, there was, and it probably did come from those conversations on Triple M, there was yeah, okay. interest in the Warriors going after Jack DeBellin. Okay. It was the vibe Nathan Brown. Yeah. So the thing for me is I, you know, this situation has played out way too long. It's Ooh. affected two seasons, two Ooh. below average seasons. There's rumours that you know that some of the some of the players and wives and stuff have not been happy with the situation, the amount of support that he's got in terms of what has rumors, happened. Rumours um, your captain has left because of it. 
Yeah, exactly. So how how does it work well, again? It, a serious, it has a serious, absolutely derailed us. Serious question: How does it work? His contract, we'll just make up a date, ends October thirty-one. He signed a new deal. Does that mean just November one kicks in? It's got nothing to do with his court case yeah, or whatever. For, or... 20, for 2021, yeah. Interesting. But I don't know. Very I don't know what the deal is with the um, with the specifics of it. Like, does it and and is it backdated or what? You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens there, but um, it's a it's a real tricky one. That one. And it's just it's just like it's just rolled and rolled. I'm like it has played a part in the. In the performance, you can't say it hasn't. And this is the thing. It's just like this, I don't know, even if, you know, like the situation itself, if you take away the legal side of things, do we want, you know, be careful here. Do we want that sort of a person at the club? Mm. You know, we, we thought if he's found not guilty of the charges, mm. he's still... Something's doing happened. this stuff as the leader of the club, yeah, you know, and that's and that's the thing that that he's that that's what gets me. That's mm-hmm. what really gets me, mm-hmm. and the amount of time and effort that's gone into helping him, and and but we're obliged to do it as someone that works for the drag, like that is employed by the dragons, mm-hmm. like they have some sort of community responsibility, yeah, in terms of looking after him as much as they can until the case plays out. Mm. But it's just dragged on so long, Schnaz, and it is just it, it even for the most careful people in terms of the situation and I'm trying to be as careful as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like it's just it's frustra- it, it's just very frustrating that people are putting thousands of dollars of memberships into this these seasons yeah. and having this 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 elephant in the room every season. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, and it's, it's not coming tough. soon, and right? It's like, it's like the end of next year. Is it the yeah. case or? It's hard. I think it's halfway through next halfway. year. From okay. memory. All right. I didn't um, mean to bring yeah. you down, but and I just to address no, 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 it. No, 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 But it's, not, and that's not even considering the thoughts and stuff of the girl that's going through this situation. Yeah. And it's a totally different topic. I'm yeah. just talking about the club and the, yeah, yeah. and, and what they're going through. I'm trying to keep no, that no, aside. You've, you've, go, you've, this is... you've done very well. No one would think anything less of you, Brooksy, for that answer. I promise. I know, it's, a, it's nearly, it's nearly two years. Shows. It's like, far out. Yeah. Well, that's the legal system, my friend. Now yeah. we're going to, we're going to move on because I got to move on and you got to move on too. You got a busy day. Ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys in 14th, a strange one, yep. somewhat affected by injury because Morgan's been out for the majority of the year and he's their best player. Um, they signed Val. my boy Val. He was out for a while. He's only just starting to click now, only now. And they've had a turnover in coaches. They've yep. got a new one coming in, Toddy Payton. Yeah. And... Possibly Dean Young, you told me, might be going up yeah, there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, I, I I guess some positives for them is they've had some young guys come through who look like decent first graders, uh, but they've only won four games all year. That's pretty strange for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, they had like the I think the Dragons went ended a quite quite a long losing streak. Uh, they changed yeah. well, they changed Green, put Hannah in. They were still losing games. It, they just won that in Golden Point too, Schnaz. So yeah. there's not much to um, right home about for yeah. the Cowboys. They've they've struggled obviously with injuries, like you said. Um, 
I like there's a few young guys that are coming through that have potential. I don't think Jake Clifford's really worked out. Hopefully he can have a good off-season work with Morgan. Yeah. I know what they're going to do with They've got a few positional situations. They've got drink water. They've got... He's Hunter, good. I think it's a positive. Drink water. Very good. Hamaso, Tabuai, Fido, who played a bit of fullback. They've got um, Morgs, obviously, and got Clifford. So they've got five guys in three spine positions. They can put, I guess... I, I guess, be, yeah, there, there, going, I think there's one too many there. There's I'd be one going, too many there, isn't I think it? you got to go Val, fullback, uh, Drinkwater, six, Morgan, seven, or switch the halves around, but that, that's your three. Yeah, so, so Clifford's odd man out there. I think so, yeah. And that's the, that's the tough thing. They've got Dejan Arcee, who debuted this year, that's meant to be pretty good yeah. uh, at the six. And, yeah, I, I think they've, they've, got to, they've got to build a pack around Talmalolo. Gavin Cooper's retiring. Playing his last yeah, game next week. He hasn't week. really played that much this year. He's had a no. bit of a disappointing season um, in and out of the squad. Uh, but yeah, it's just, they need to they need to build that pack up again, like when they had Tamo and Scott and yeah. Tamalolo and Cooper, and they just had that yeah. that pack in the premiership years. And so, I, I was, it's going to be tough for him. I was thinking about so, how sad it is. That, not sad. How. Disappointing is that their stadium hasn't seen too much glory this year. This brand new, brilliant stadium. Not to mention the yeah. crowds can't go anyway, but or you know, small crowds. But I think we the... brought that stadium up in any podcast we did. Yeah, like for ages. And you love yeah, it. Yeah. It's just been like, oh, this is disappointing. <laughs> uh, and speaking of disappointing, yeah, they're not even the worst team in Queensland. So we've got we've got a battle for the spoon here, and we all know who, where we want it to go. But in fifteenth place. <laughs> The very disappointing Brisbane Broncos. I, I there's not. Is there any positives there? I don't think. Ah, uh, maybe Katoni Stags is the only positive I can find. Stags, Stags. Um, I don't. I oh, the halfback's all right too. Yeah, Tommy Dearden. Yeah, Dearden and Stags. It's like they've got a little um farm, forest yeah. farm <laughs> happening. Um, yeah, and there was there's a few young guys coming through that we've had a look at. Uh, Patrick Carrigan seems all right. I can't believe they made him captain. <laughs> um, it's just that's a scenario. Darius Boyd will be yeah. wrapping up his career. Yeah, um, it's been a been one of the most interesting testimonial years a player has seen. Um, I'll say this: he's very year, their he, final year. He's very upfront in the media about things. Like they'll they'll do an interview with him. He's pretty matter of fact. He doesn't. He's not hiding from anything. Yeah, and I. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed with the whole coaching situation, the way that it was handled to a degree, the way he handled it early on, particularly the way it ended up and the whole, yep. the rumors. And I mean, how many messages did you get that day about the, the hot rumor? My phone was going bonkers just from people, oh, was, you know, and, yeah. and I know people should know better and they don't, but I'm not having a go at anyone there who's listening and knows me and who sent me the message, but you read the message and you go, what is this rubbish? Like, and I felt really bad for him and I hope that he does pursue the, the legal side of things. I hope that whoever is responsible for this gets found out and punished. Like it's, it's a crime. It's absolutely a crime. So I felt for him in the end, I don't think he did himself too many favors leading up to it, but as in the year or two there, but uh, it's going to be an interesting one to watch next year. The Broncos. (sighs) Yeah, I know. That's uh, still don't know who their coach is going to be. No. I think they're the they're the one team, right? That we're still waiting to see, like Barrett's uh, going to the Dogs. 
Yeah. We've seen we've seen a few of the hirings of the interim coaches. Well, yeah, pretty much. There's, yeah, they're the only ones. So big job on the hands of the next in, uh, mm. next coach, whether it's Greeny, Kevy. I think it's down to two. No, I think Who it's down to two. I think it's down to Kevy and Kevy and Greeny with the the offering of maybe Wayne Bennett to look over their shoulder. Maybe. Yeah, there's a CEO job up for grabs as well. Who knows? We'll get that. Our mate might get it, Benny. Yeah, he may, he may, he may, may not. But um, yeah, Broncos. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. They're frothing for March 2021, and the doggies two wins, one against the Dragons. They nearly got their third win against the Dragons too, if it wasn't for Montoya dropping the ball. But they've, um, uh, they've gone slightly better than that ladder would suggest. Not too much better, but slightly better. They, they've been in a lot of games, and. It's a, it's going to be an uphill battle for your boyfriend Trent next year, but <laughs> I think they will improve under him. But uh, they have so many board issues going on right now, like it's just chaos there. Of course, the Anderson yeah. family's involved. Don't get me started on that one. But uh, your, a, your boyfriend, your ex boyfriend, <laughs> yeah, never, never was, never will be. But the playing <laughs> roster there is, um, you know, it's you know, it, it's it's <laughs> it is what it is. You telling me Lachlan Lewis isn't yeah. one of the top halfbacks so, in So I look at Lockie and, as you know, I look at all these people very closely. And Lockie, he's got the Josh Reynolds about him in that he tries really, really hard. He's a good defender, but there's not much else going on. And he's their first grader, you know, their first grade halfback, their playmaker. So I don't know. It's going to be a slow rebuild, I think. But they're not an embarrassment. I'll, I'll say that. They're not an embarrassment. As, as, a, as a playing say, roster. Without naming any names, there's plenty of players there that have had an opportunity to solidify their spot for 2021, and they just haven't. They just haven't performed. Yeah. They there's. It, I feel that there's a lot of one-dimensional players there. But say, let's um, take um, let's take young Nick Meany out of the whole 17. Let's pick well, on He's been Nick. good. I, so I, that's I, what I, I mean. Like, like, like he Meany. could probably hold his place next year for a while. And yeah. see how, like so, so I don't think it's been a disaster in the fact that all seventeen guys are going to go. But even if you look at Josh Jackson, he's just really below yeah. par this year, and and I understand how that happens. I do, but yeah, yeah, it's let, tough. He's been in. He's been there. He's oh, yeah. playing his two hundredth game with the Dogs this week. Yeah, he has been there through the good times and the bad times. He. And he's been like, there's been clubs that, that have gone after him, and he mm. stayed loyal, and mm. that's a good thing about the dogs. You get yeah. some of those senior players will stay loyal um, and not go to France and go to rugby. But um, like you said, <laughs> no names. Uh, but yeah, like Blake Green signing. Well, I mean that's that contract. That's, Nick, that's Nick good. Kotrick but he's was a like, big signing. Yeah, I mean Kotrick will help, but he's on like a million dollars, not quite, but you know he's a little big. A big paycheck. Uh, Blake what, Green's coming on one change, leg. Do you think? Like you think no. about no, think no. about the dogs, right? Like they've signed Nick. It's a good money, and he's been a great player for Canberra. Yeah, but, but unless he, he plays he's not somewhere, put, you know, yeah, he needs, relevant, he's not gonna. He's just gonna be on the wing, right? Yeah, he's just gonna get those cross kicks from Lockie Lewis. Like you know what? I, I look at guys like uh, like Dallin. Yeah, uh, even like Hopawati, and yeah. I'm not knocking them because they're good players and they're 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 not 
not trying, but I look at them and go, you guys are so much better than this. Yeah. Particularly Dallin this year, he's been way down. and So well, I think that yeah. they need a lot of help in recruitment. I, I, I really do. I mean, obviously the foreign dealers now, it's over, right? Like it's the end of the... Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah. just things like that, like just stop doing things like that. And just be yeah. real. And I'm not knocking foreign. I love foreign, but I can't offer him more than one year at a decent amount of money. And but this is the tough thing with the Blake Green thing, right, Schnaz? After the foreign contract, yeah. it's like, okay, we need someone who can, who's got durability that can, <laughs> you know, that can be there to form a combination with someone. And they get they get Green, and now he's out until probably round eighteen yeah. next year. Well, like no, he's out. But... Like who knows? Like no, yeah. but like. Who knows how long he's going to be out for? Like, it's going to be hard But that was just unfortunate, go, oh, right? That yeah, was unfortunate. I, I know. It is. But that but Blake Green's been around. Like, he's yeah, probably yeah, not it's in a good point. It's a good point, the yeah. durable yeah. position. I, I saw some rumor about Chad Townsend being, like, in, yep. on the radar for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it, like if they can get someone to partner him in the halves. Like we've seen he's done well with uh, Sean this year yeah. um, in spurts and stuff where they've actually dominated games together, which is great and which is a reason why you guys are in the in the eight. He's had a bit of an up and down year, but um, yeah, like he'd be a great, great addition. A player like that just to start and then allow them to develop some combinations and, and go for it. Because you've seen, like, the halves, it's been Marshall King, Lewis. Yeah. There's been, um, there's been Jack Cogger in there. There's been yeah. four in every second game. But see, even the They're signing just... of Jack Cogger, and again, I'm not picking on people, and I know he's yeah. not on much money, but it's like, why would you do it? And if they tell me yeah. depth, I'd be like, well, there's got to be someone else who can do it. Yeah. They've chopped and changed fullback as well with Hopper and... And Dallin and, well, I think and Jake Steve, Av- Avarillo was in the halves last week. Steve like, George Alice, I think, had had a vastly different opinion yeah. to what Dean Pay had because he, he's pretty much doing the opposite in a lot of situations as far as picking the team each yeah. week. So, yeah, uh, it's been a yeah, it's been a it's been anyway, a disappointing yeah. year for him. But Onwards um, and upwards, hopefully, and Bro- being in sixteenth. Yeah, the, the only way is up, baby. Now, Brooksy. Yeah. You had planned on doing a vast NFL preview. Is there a way you can condense it? Well, yeah. Why not? Let's let's have a look at some of the scores, Schnaz. Shall we just fly through? Well, you can just tell me. Vikings. Ah, uh, yeah. Went down in an absolute shootout. Yeah. What what happened? What happened there? Defense wasn't on the agenda in the preseason, or well, they weren't allowed to touch each other because of COVID. Not allowed to tackle. Not allowed to do anything. That's the way they played. It was the other thirty-one teams, mate. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. schooled them. They have a very young, hey, hey, Rod. a very young set of corners and safeties, and they were found out early on. So that, that that's going to be a work in progress. Also, uh, Hunter. One of the great DBs they have is out for the first three weeks, so they were missing him. So yeah. it, it was going to be a challenge. I didn't think it'd be that big a challenge, but pretty disappointing. And uh, they play. Who do they play this week? Maybe Indianapolis. Yeah, right. So there's no easy games for them this year, the Vikings. And uh, yeah, I was pretty disappointed, young man. At about three fifteen a.m. After they had actually scored first, Dalvin went over after a good drive and. It was all downhill from then, so yeah. it pretty much ruined my whole Monday. And my Monday was very long; started at three a.m. Yeah, 
There's yeah. well, you spoke of Indy. They went down to Jacksonville, who mm-hmm. were meant to be tanking. Twenty-seven twenty. <laughs> the Phil Rivers era. Take like what a great start to the Phil Rivers era in Indianapolis. Yeah. Whoa, that was that was tough. I had them and 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 Green Bay in a multi, and Oof. that killed me. Um, LA opened their new stadium with a twenty to seventeen win over Dallas. Good game. Malcolm Brown two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it was it was all right to watch. Zeke got in a couple of times. He was good for fantasy. Mm. Um, Seattle, my boys, thirty eight twenty five away to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, right? You have a look at his stats. Mm-hmm. He was something like, I, I wait, what was it? He had, oh, he was. 31 of 34 for 322 yards and four passing touchdowns. That's pretty good. Like, it was pretty much his best ever completion rate in a game. Yeah, right. He's, he's my MVP candidate, Schnaz. Really? I think, I think the Seahawks, he's got DK Metcalf's going to have a huge year. Tyler Lockett, he's just solid. He just catches everything that's thrown at him. Uh, they're just... They're just ready. They're just ready this year, mate. We lost Clowney to the Titans, unfortunately. Um, he just wanted too much money, but I think we've we've worked it out. We were a bit banged up last year. Uh, Carson, he he was decent. He caught two of the four touchdowns. I think it's get we got New England this week Sunday night football. I think it is now, so we'll get to see Cam Newton and the new New England Patriots. And they look pretty good too. Come to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they look pretty good. It was a lot of rushing, a lot of rushing from a New England quarterback. I think it was the most... like, what is this rushing game you speak of? The most in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, we saw Arizona upset San Francisco 24-20. Yeah. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins look looks so good. They look good, Arizona. I, yeah. That, what do you think? What did you think of that trade, the David Johnson for um, DeAndre Hopkins trade? Running back for a wide receiver. Interesting. When you got Deshaun Watson as your QB, mm. like you'd think you would want to arm him with some an, an amazing top five wide receiver, but no. Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and um, Kenny Stills is all we need. Kenny Stills, uh, one, of the, one of the great fantasy finds, Kenny Stills. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore spanked the, the Browns 38-6. The Browns just... Come on, uh, man. They, what is oh, going on, Jesus. Man? Every year, Brooksy. We're back. This is it. This is Brown Nation. Uh, yes. Baker Mayfield's our saviour. No, he is not. My friends... Lamar uh, Jackson. My huge friend, game. My shark friends, uh, Gary and Chad. Not happy... Uh, <laughs> not happy... They, well, they should do a podcast called The Brownout or something and just talk about the Browns' <laughs> losses each week. Oh, um Vegas yeah, they're, knocked they're off Carolina. Uh, yeah, 34 my boy Teddy. 30. My boy Teddy Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, Josh Jacobs with three touchdowns. McCaffrey had two. He's looking good again as a fantasy option. I'll say this, Brooks. Um, I'll say this. It's been a good, yeah. aside from my team getting absolutely you know, killed, it's been a really good first week. And yeah. the quality has been good given the fact they really can't train. Yeah. And... I think the one thing I haven't enjoyed so far in yeah. watching a lot of the games is the no crowd because yeah. NFL is very much driven by crowd, even as far as gameplay goes. But that's what we're dealing with and that's fine, so we move on. But it was noticeable in a few of the games where maybe it was the TV production, maybe it was just the arena, the stadium, but yep. didn't handle it that well. And even yep. at, uh, at Minnesota... Um, Aaron Rodgers 
got the Vikings defense to go early, which is unheard of in that stadium for the opposing <laughs> quarterback. So that's how quiet. Yeah, do you it was. think? Do you think we're going to see some high scoring games like? Well, like, albeit like the one that's on right now isn't the <laughs> Titans Broncos, mm. but you just look at look at the scores. Like we've read some of them out already. Shnaz, forty three, thirty four, thirty eight, twenty five, thirty four, thirty. I think, I think, 30, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of preseason about it, Brooksy. I think the quality is yeah. a lot better, but in preseason yeah. your defense isn't doing that much, and I think it's going to take them. Well, some teams, not all teams, but the the. Yeah. The majority, I would think, it would take two to three weeks to get into that grind of defending, particularly if you're out in the field for longer than you want to be, like in the few games that yeah. I watched. Like, they just haven't done it much at all. They've, they've had walkthrough practices. They've had Zoom practices. They've had coaches yeah. teaching them how to defend via video links. So it's, it's unheard yeah. of. And I think it will take, yeah, at least two weeks. At least two to three weeks to really get in the grind for the majority of defenses, I would think, as unfortunate as that is. But I'm going to be betting overs. I'm going overs yeah. all season, Schnaz. Yeah, okay. going the overs. Anything that has a sniff of fifty points, I'm going over. All right. Speaking, and yeah, that. Speaking yes, of having a sniff. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> speaking of speaking of over, this podcast is over. And oh, Schnaz, it's been good. I'll see you later. No, thank you very much, Sounds good. for. Uh, for bringing back the, what are we calling it? The Olympic life. The Olympic life. Sydney 2000 Olympic life. The millennium life. Yeah. Yeah. Y2K. Wait, remember, remember that New Year's Eve where everyone was like standing around just waiting for everything to turn off? <laughs> everyone was like, oh, at least I've got my Tamagotchi. That won't shut down or whatever it was that we were all I think that, about in 1999. I think that rumor was started on Facebook, wasn't it? Oh, was Facebook around in 90? It would have been MySpace. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Buddy Tom, buddy Tom from MySpace, he friended you. Yeah. He was your first friend and then he was your first enemy now, trying to shut down them. He sold that for a lot of money, right? Oh, he got it. I wonder what he's doing now. Just hanging out. Yeah, he's got a house in Malibu just chilling, watching the Dolphins. I would think like, so. I would chilling. Think so. He would be. He'd, be. he'd be probably three bongs deep by now, <laughs> I reckon, today. Wish I was. All right, Brooksy. Now... <laughs> I will talk to you again very shortly. We've still got to go through the bottom of the top yep. eight, which is going to be bottom a lot of, of fun. Top eight. And we've got to preview the finals coming up as well. So a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. And uh, we will uh, we'll do that as soon as we physically can. And I will see you, see you later, my friend. Moses and bye for now. Mm-hmm.